Hi, Amy. Hey, Joe. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know if you follow astrology, but the planet of communication, Mercury, is moving backwards. And so everyone I know is screaming with all these technical difficulties. <laughs> I've seen a lot of that happening as well. But again, I, I do apologize. But I will say this is my first time doing a remote one. So, um, you know, I'm honored that you are holding space for me. So thank you for your flexibility. I apologize there. No problem at all. My pleasure, really. But, and I can actually hear you perfectly. You can hear me okay? I can, yeah. Okay, great, great. Well, I've been looking forward to this for a while. So I want to just jump right in. I mean, first of all, welcome to Average Joe. I'm honored to have you on. And uh, like I said, I've been wanting to get to know you. I think I, I want to just start with your, with your journey a little bit because I was fascinated by some of the things that you told me. I mean, I know you've worked in corporate America. Maybe just take me even 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 to the beginning, sort of where you were born and what that looks like. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I was born in England. You can probably okay. still hear the traces of the accent. Uh, this is as good as it gets. I've been here uh, more than 40 years. Um, went to school in England. And then um, in my early 20s, you know, I really uh, had some major openings um, to, um, you know, kind of living life at a higher vibrational frequency, I would say, and was introduced to vegetarianism, to uh, yoga, and to transcendental meditation. And I found myself accepting a work-study assignment uh, that took me out of England into Switzerland and France, and um, on work study, you work three days uh, in whatever job they need you to do, and um, you earn one day of uh, a teacher training course. So um, I was assigned, as I was uh, already a vegetarian cook, <laughs> I was assigned to be the chef of um, a hotel that catered for uh, 300 TM students. And so wow. I got really, truly that, thrown in. <laughs> and T, TM is Transcendental Meditation, right? Yeah, TM is Transcendental Meditation. And um, so I was cooking for these uh, student teachers and had a whole staff. And it, it was really an incredible kind of sink or swim moment. Uh, but I decided I was going to swim, and I did that for almost a year and earned um, my way to my own teacher training course. So I became a TM teacher, um, met an American, and came to uh, actually Columbus, Ohio, where we became the wow. co-chairman of the TM Center, and then eventually came to San Francisco after, you know, lots of adventures with the TM movement. And um, my uh, ex-husband now, he uh, had a brother in Mill Valley. And so we came to Mill Valley and, um, you know, kind of started a new life. And um, that's when I came into uh, corporate America and um, moved up, um, you know, specialized in sales and service 
and moved up to be director of um, sales and service for Citibank for four states. And then my next job was the director of corporate service quality for Charles Schwab nationwide. And then I was, let's see, uh, a senior consultant for Omega Performance, an international training company where I taught um, sales, service, and um, coaching. And at that wow. point, I realized, um, wow, you know, I wish I was doing this with my content, <laughs> mm -hmm. not uh, the company's content, and started to play around with that. I, I had been, while I was uh, in corporate, I was... Uh, taking an energy management curriculum and learned all about uh, how, you know, everything is energy and that the body uh, will hold on to wounding if you don't release it. And so uh, I learned uh, how to keep my energy field clear, clean and current and um, that was uh, really thrilling. And, uh, you know, it was very clear at that time that I had um, five guides arrive. And these guides are, of course, um, beings without bodies, but they introduced themselves to me as Ascended Master Guides. And I worked with those five guides for many years until uh, I had changed jobs again and was now uh, working for myself with three um, colleagues in a multimedia business. We were four partners. And um, the guides came to me and said there were seven more guides that wanted to work with me, giving me a council of 12, which I didn't know at the time, but apparently is a very great honor. And they said they couldn't um, get into my field because um, it was too chaotic from the multimedia business. And, um, you know, the, the CEO, um, my friend and partner, he loved to play right on the edge. So he'd leave everything right to the last minute and um, just enjoyed the business that way. And when I objected, he'd say, you know, this is the nature of the business. And so um, with the guide's advice, I decided to resign. And within uh, 10 days, uh, the, first, um, the first guides arrived. There were five that arrived and said they needed about a week to integrate into my field. And then the 11th guide uh, showed up and needed about a week. And then finally, after that, the 12th guide arrived. And we've been working together ever since. They call themselves the Wise Beyond Wise. And we, it turns out that we share purpose and destiny, you know, that we're here to uh, really wake people up uh, out of um, this lower frequency that we've all been living in here on Earth um, at this, you know, most pivotal time on Earth. It's time for everybody to wake up. And so we've been working now for, goodness gracious, I would say um, the past 30 years or so, I've, I've done, um, you know, led groups and uh, led programs and done live events 
and um, individual sessions. I've worked with several business partners uh, and alone. And uh, always it's the same thing is, you know, um, people really want to know, you know, what's blocking them? How, how can they let go of um, the old wounding? To, um, to find out who they really are and to live the life they came to live. And it's my pleasure to partner people who are so committed to their own growth. Yeah, wow, there's a lot of good stuff there. And um, <laughs> I'm fascinated. Back to sort of the beginning when you said you were in your 20s. Now, do, were you always inclined towards spirituality or toward the intuitive or did it sort of manifest by some breakdowns? How did it kind of come about? Well, that's a great question, Joe. Um, you know, I was, um, you know, I had a rough childhood and, uh, you know, like unfortunately so many, you know, I was molested in my childhood uh, by my father. And um, yet, you know, at three years old, which was, you know, when the abuse started, a babysitter told me that um, she she saw me standing in the doorway of my parents' bedroom. And as I looked at them sleeping, she heard me say, bless you, my children. <laughs> so, wow. I guess, I guess at three, I had something going on the ball. <laughs> wow. wow. That is, that's wild. That's a powerful story. Yeah, it's, I, I've had quite an unusual life, really. Um, but that, um, so you, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so So in a way, I mean, that shows you've always felt connected to something deeper and bigger. Yes. You'd say. I, I really would. I mean, I've, what really um, excited me as a child was this term heaven on earth. And of course, none of us really know what that means, but... Um, it just it just captivated me, and I worked with that term for many many years. Actually, kind of creating a purpose statement around it that I would say every day, um, because that's really what I wanted. And that was in the very early days before I really knew what was happening. But you know, Maharishi of the TM movement talked about the age of enlightenment coming in my lifetime. And I felt very privileged to have that information that early. I think I learned TM, um, yeah, in my um, middle 20s. And so uh, that, that's an early age, really, to kind of wake up. And from there, you know, with the yoga and the vegetarianism, I started to realize that, you know, we have a choice in the kinds of activities that we choose, the foods we eat, the liquids we drink. They're either, you know, uh, high vibrational frequency or they take us uh, into more density. And so uh, that was kind of my first clue. And I really liked the way I felt eating more lightly, you know, without the, the meat products. I liked the way the breathing of the pranayama in the yoga made me feel. And uh, that kind of put me onto this path of 
what else, what else is out there? And I found my way to, um, at the time it was Sandra Ray and the power of affirmations. And I remember sitting in a room in San Francisco listening to her talk. And at one point there were about 200 people in the room. And at one point she said, um, she was talking about the power of our beliefs. And she was saying that, you know, as human beings, we will always gather evidence that uh, makes us right about our beliefs. And she said, you know, many of us hold negative beliefs. And then she said, for example, there's some of you in the uh, room today that think there's something wrong with you. And the moment she said it, I literally felt I'd been punched between the eyes. And I literally fell off my chair. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. And I, they had got uh, what they called rebirthers at the back of the room. I guess they were ready for such um, occurrences. And I literally crawled <laughs> from um, where I was sitting to the back of the room. And these experts um, helped me breathe through uh, you know, my distress. And I realized at that moment that I had thought I was the only one that thought there was something wrong with me, as opposed to most of the room also thought there was something wrong with them. And that, uh, that was another, you know, big moment for me when I realized, you know, how much uh, we've all been programmed to believe there's something wrong with us. Uh, and yeah. It just, uh, it, it feels such a waste of a life to spend all your time <laughs> thinking there's something wrong with you when there's nothing wrong with you at all. And it's interesting because it's become so natural and commonplace. It's really, it's sort of part of the status quo narrative, you know, the way it's been ingrained and baked into us. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I mean, at this time, uh, this is, of course, many, many, many years later, but at this time, uh, the guys have revealed that, um, you know, that because we have all been living in this lower dimension, you know, it's called the third dimension, where, you know, that's characterized by duality and separation and either or thinking, you know, something is good or bad, right or wrong, black or white. Um, and it's hallmarked by, um, you know, dragging the past into the present and recreating the future. And so, you know, when I used to worry or fret that, you know, why haven't human beings made more progress? I realized that, you know, most of us have just been recreating the past over and over and over again. And, you know, the guy said that this lower dimension is, you know, is ending now and where we have the opportunity to literally ascend, which just really means lightening up, you know, uh, mm -hmm. actually creating light in your physical body so that, you know, you can um, experience life in a higher vibrational frequency. We're going to the fifth dimension. And they said, you know, one of the biggest issues was this issue of uh, what they called enslavement imprints. And they told... I love that term, 
enslavement it, imprints. Enslavement. So powerful. It it you know, and it it says so much. You know, I think you know, having spent this year with the uh, COVID, um, you know, I call it a reset opportunity giving everybody a chance to unplug from the day-to-day -day grind of how most people have been living their lives and reevaluate how you live your life. You know, many of us have seen that we've been enslaved to our work or enslaved to money or enslaved to looking good or pleasing other people or trying to prove ourselves, all these different enslavement imprints. And that got me, um, you know, chatting more with the guides about how does this happen? And they said, you know, that when we arrive um, up until now, because, you know, it really will be changing as we uh, all go into higher vibrational frequency. But up until now, everyone who arrives goes through what's called the veil of forgetfulness and you forget the plans that you set up before you got here of what you wanted to do with your life. And you also forget who you are. And so here you are, you know, as a little baby, and you are basically told who you are by your parents who don't know who they are. And right. <laughs> uh, so we just passed down this heritage of, you know, being told what to do, uh, what to say, what to think, which is particularly lethal. And if we try to break out of that box that we're put in, then we're smacked around because, you know, we could say it's out of love or out of fear because, you know, our parents are trying to make us fit in. Um, but then, you know, you come out of your uh, childhood and you go into uh, schooling or, uh, you know, you could look at how school teachers up until now, you know, they want you to think along certain lines. And if you step out of the box, there comes that smack again. If you're not able right. to sit and be fully attentive, even though you're a child and you've got so much curiosity, you know, there comes that smack again. And then religious instruction, you know, is all about telling you that you're filled with sin and you've got to spend your life atoning. <laughs> and then, you know, you come mm -hmm. out into the world. And once again, you know, you're judged on a curve, you know. <laughs> you, you spend your work life trying to prove that you're good enough. And then, you know, you have relationships and you have the media and you have society and community and big banks and big pharma and all of these entities that are all conspiring to make you believe that you're not good enough, that you need fixing so that you'll get the drugs, that you'll spend the money on the cosmetics or the alcohol, or you'll, you know, it's to feed you into the system and it's all designed to control you. And that's what uh, is ending now and needs to end now is that people are starting to wake up with this massive, you know, you think about COVID that it brought the world to stillness overnight. Mm -hmm. 
And right. that, you know, was no accident. That was an opportunity for everyone to really do some very deep reflection about, am I living the life I came to live? Or am I living somebody else's version of how, what I'm supposed to want? It's very powerful. Totally. Stuff. I mean, everything you said just naturally flows into the journey and experience that I've had. So, you know, it totally resonates because, you know, when you are true to yourself, to that authentic spirit and your energy, like you say, you can really get smacked around. You can get almost destroyed. Oh, yeah. And so and, and that's the experience that I've had. And so it's like is what you're saying. I think what you're saying is right now in this period we're really breaking out of that and evolving beyond that sort of system, right? Exactly. I mean, think about if you had nothing to prove, if you really knew that there was absolutely nothing wrong with you, then what would you do with your life? I mean, really. Right. The the, yeah, the possibilities are endless. Endless. But endless and you know what we get to remember or perhaps learn for the very first time it just depends on your upbringing you know i believe we're all divine beings you know we we have that spark of divinity in all of us where you know the truth about who we really are is we're all made of pure love but every single one of us you know just like a snowflake every single one of us is different and unique and if you dared to express that uniqueness through the expression of your life and you did what you truly loved to do, what lit you up, and shared your contribution to the world from that place, I don't think there would be any more problems in the world because I believe that every single one of us has got a piece of that puzzle. It's just that so many people have been intimidated by others to play small and think that playing small will keep them safe. Uh, amen. I couldn't agree more fully. Well, so then, but how, so how did you break out of that? I mean, because for a while, I mean, I'm assuming when you went into corporate America, I mean, how were you able to hold that space and this energy? So I would say that one of the greatest techniques that I learned and have been practicing and now teach is called the heart-centered grounding. And it is a way of connecting your physical body to the dynamic energy of aliveness contained within the earth and all of the wisdom and guidance that the higher worlds have for us. And so through this technique, you're able to fill every cell of your body with the highest frequency that's available on the earth. And I had this technique uh, from my energy management curriculum trainings. So that really helped me in corporate America to, um, to, <laughs> to, 
to weather the experience. I mean, it is such a different reality. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, what, what I could add to the conversation is that, um, you know, as divine beings, we're all at different stages of our evolution. So um, mm -hmm. the, there literally are a number of different soul levels that all of us have to uh, work our way through um, and have the full experience, you know, of life here. You know, why, why did we come? Right. We came to experience right. everything that life has to offer. You know, the soul has no judgment on right or wrong. It just wants to have experiences. So, you know, it starts really with infant soul and every soul age has got uh, seven levels. And that's not to imply seven lifetimes. It's as many lifetimes as it takes to learn the lesson of the level. Um, but the first soul age is infant soul, and that's all about learning to survive. And there's not many infant souls left on the earth, but, you know, in the countries where you're still fighting just to live, stay alive, those, those are where our infant souls are now. The, the next soul age is baby soul, and baby soul is really wanting to learn the rules and wanting to belong and wanting to be told, um, you know, how to stay safe, because remember, you've only just learned how to survive here on Earth. So many of our baby souls gravitate to organized religion where they can, you know, fit in and follow a system and feel safe. Uh, and the next soul age is young soul. And this is where most uh, of our corporate uh, America is, uh, is comprised of young souls. And young souls are uh, very ambitious and they're uh, wanting to go for success, but the caveat is at any price. So infant baby and young mm. souls are not in touch with their feelings. And so this is why in corporate America, so many decisions are made that are seemingly heartless. They uh, benefit the uh, shareholders, but not so much the employees or even the, the customers at times, um, because, you know, there, there's no connection with the feelings. So being in corporate America, uh, I'm an old soul. I'll get to that in just a moment. Um, it's, it's a very um, challenging experience. And yet many of us will find ourselves in those kind of organizations because, you know, we're still paying back old karma that we have in that arena. And I needed to finish that out with my corporate experience. So after right. young soul comes mature soul and mature soul is very, very misunderstood. So it's at the mature soul level that the feelings first hit. And if you think about a soul has been able to exist without feeling their feelings, uh, it can be really overwhelming. I think that's why we have so many people on antidepressants at this point, um, because, you know, you just don't know how to handle your feelings. And you have five of those seven levels um, that are all devoted to learning how to work with, integrate your feelings. And actually, finally, 
realize that they are a gift because you see our feelings give us information. You know, when you're um, angry, you're not angry for no reason. You're angry because someone's dissed you or, you know, stepped over your boundaries. And that's information that you need, that that's not okay with you. If you get resentful, you don't get resentful for no reason. You get resentful because you said yes to something when you really wanted to say no. <laughs> and so right. you have to learn as a mature soul in those first five levels uh, how to work with your feelings. You know, um, this is a, a huge arena for many at this time because you see most people, even when they're mature souls, they really um, don't enjoy feeling their feelings, feeling into their feelings. That's what COVID has done for so many because you've actually had a chance to feel how it feels to spend hours of your day sitting in commuter traffic or spend the rest of those hours in a little cubicle under fluorescent lights, right? You know, if you right. feel it, you might have to do something about it. If you won't let yourself feel it, but you just drown out those feelings at the end of the work day or the work week with alcohol or some other kind of binging, you keep those feelings away. But you see, feelings are energy, just like anything else. So energy has to move, it has to move. So if you don't let your, if you don't express your feelings, allow them to come out, those feelings will roil around in you, creating dis-ease. And if you ignore them long enough, they turn into disease. And, you know, it's the cause of most of our, um, you know, physical ailments is unexpressed feelings. So uh, that's the first. Totally. First five levels of mature soul and the last two levels are probably the most fun. So uh, in the last two levels of mature soul, uh, a person wants to experience life on their own terms. And so these are the people that up until now, we would say, you know, go off and live in a commune or, you know, they, they want to do their own thing. They don't want to be bound by other people's rules. They might, you know, be heavily tattooed or have piercings or whatever. And of course, they're so heavily judged by young souls and baby souls in particular. And yet they're actually more advanced beings. And that brings us to old soul. Mm. And, you know, I was just astonished to learn that uh, old souls are learning about self-love, learning how to love yourself. It just feels like crazy that we leave that until last. But that's, in fact, what we do is we spend the first five levels of old soul learning to love ourselves. And, you know, Many old souls, you know, such as myself, actually choose to come into younger soul families. Because you see, an infant baby and young soul cannot even see a mature or old soul because they're, they don't have the capacity to see beyond their own level. 
So if you're an old soul child coming into young soul parents, there's no way that you'll be seen for who you are and you will most definitely get imprinted with there's something wrong with me. I'm not worthy. I'm not lovable. I'm not good enough and so on. And so that is the fastest way actually, you know, to get on the road to your learning. So uh, I, you know, Obviously, that's been my lifelong learning to learn to love myself. And the first five levels of old soul are all about learning to love yourself. And the last two levels of old soul are about cycling off. So now you, you've completed just getting ready to complete your journey on the earth plane. And what you want to do is um, you, you really have accomplished all of your own personal goals so you want to just give back. You want to leave a legacy. You know, people like Mother Teresa are um, sixth or seventh level old souls. They just need nothing for themselves. They just want to um, give back to others. And so it's, it's really, you know, quite an extraordinary journey. So when you think of an old soul in corporate America, <laughs> you can see how... Yeah, it's. Uh, I can see how that would be a That's lot. That's a lot. I put on thirty pounds while I was there. <laughs> I believe that. That makes total sense. Yeah, dropped them off before I left, but you know, it's almost like um, it's it's such a competitive environment, and you know that is again, you know, one of the attributes of the third dimension. Uh, as I was saying earlier, it's not only duality and uh, past, present and future thinking and um, either or. It's also very combative and competitive. It's it's really me versus you thinking. So, you know, we have really so many people that only think about me, 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 me. And, um, you know, when it comes to anything, it's like me versus you. Well, you know, I, I want to have what I want for myself and that might not leave anything for you. And mm, too bad, you know, that's third dimensional right. thinking. But fifth dimensional thinking now, this is where we're going. This is where it gets really exciting. So the fifth dimension is hallmarked with the attributes of oneness, of reverence for all beings, of sharing of the wealth and resources. You know, this is a a dimension where there is only now. So there's no more karma. This is just present time reality. And I don't know about you, but I yearn to be uh, what's called a global citizen and, you know, meet my brothers and sisters all over the world and recognize, just like I said before, if we all share our gifts, talents, and uniqueness with one another, think of how enriched each one of us would be. And there's enough for everyone on this planet. You know, it's this uh, 1% of the population owning 99% of the wealth. I mean, this is absolutely... It's, it's insanity. Oh, got to stop. Got to stop. But it's, but, it, but it's wild how normal and accepted it's become. You know, it's funny because a lot of people say right now, oh, we're so divided, you know, things are so extreme. But I, I really agree and feel the way you do that 
we're a lot closer than people think to this sort of oneness. I don't think it's that far away. I think I think it's really happening and it's awakening now. I agree with you, Joe. I, I really do. And, I, I you know, part of it is, of course, we are being helped so much uh, by the higher worlds, even other galaxies, um, even the beings that are arriving on the planet now. They are, um, you know, they're, they're not going through the veil of forgetfulness. They're arriving knowing who they are and what they came to do. We're going to see a major, major, major change in the way we live. As early as, you know, this year, I think there will be many changes come down this year. And we're going to start to see the solutions that have been suppressed you know, like free energy for everybody and uh, a restoration of human rights and an end to systemic racism. These are all capitalistic, third dimensional strategies that um, that have been designed to benefit the very few who consider themselves separate and better than any of the rest of us. And uh, that time is over, it's really over. Um, You know, the universe can only support people's nonsense for so long before it acts. (laughs) Right. I think mother nature's got uh, quite a few plans in mind. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, and it feels like that's what's been happening. And I know it's really scary and uncomfortable for people but it's just so important to have these systems that don't really serve us or support us anymore to, to break and disintegrate. Yes, it, it has to happen. And, you know, there's a lot of fear, of course, uh, that, um, you know, that some people are feeling and, you know, it's understandable. I mean, I just read in the Sunday paper that, you know, it looks like 40 to 50 million people are facing eviction, you know, just in, um, in the United States from, from this situation. And, you know, I, I was just talking with my partner, Victor, you know, and saying, wouldn't it be amazing if, um, you know, a group of billionaires got together and decided, you know, to be altruistic for a change in, to, to really remedy this situation and end the suffering. Uh, I think this, this is such an opportunity for um, people to step forward. And if it doesn't happen that way, I'm, I'm aware that, you know, uh, the people themselves are starting to get organized. And, you know, the, the Robin Hood movement that, um, uh, pulled off such a coup with the hedge fund uh, managers. Uh, I mean, I think we're going to see many more examples like that of people um, rising up, uh, not, not in violence. Violence is never, ever the way. But you see, as you start to understand whether an impulse that comes up in you is a natural impulse or a programmed impulse, that's where you can start to wake up. And when you realize how much you've been programmed and start to break away from that and trust in your own abilities and trust that you are being supported and that there are many, many people like you and I all around the world waking up, I, I, 
I don't think this is going to take much longer before we are living in the life that we all came to live and the world is restored to what it was really designed for. Right. It's, a, it's just wild that where we've had to go to get there. You know, and I think that's mirrored in our personal journeys. You know, you were saying that you suffered a lot early on and, and me too as well. And it's amazing how that pain and that suffering has almost had to happen. And now we're seeing it on a big collective level, sort of with everybody, that I guess that shaking is necessary to wake us up. Yeah, up until now, you know, we've we've learned through pain on the earth. Uh, you know, I mean, think of all those adages, you know, you learn the hard way. I mean, I grew up with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make your bed and lie right. in it. You know, all, all these adages are really all about keeping the status quo. But, you know, for for a long time, I've said to myself and my partner, you know, I'm on the path of joy and ease. You know, why can't we look for the easiest way to do something? Why does it have to be the hardest way? That's just program, you know, and gradually as you feel your way through it, you start to make sense of it and you realize, yeah, you don't have to agree with other people who tell you how awful everything is. You know, that's a negative energy invitation and that takes you off track, off path, what if you set boundaries and you protected, you know, the energy that is your most alive and you learned how to manage your energy so that by the end of the day, you weren't depleted, that you had energy left over at the end of the day. What would you do with that energy? You know, what, what could you create? I mean, life totally. is... Life is so unlived for so many people. I know. It's hard to see our brothers and sisters so trapped and enslaved. And I've been there myself. But that's the thing is it it almost takes so much to get outside of that programming, that conditioning, that it, you know, it, it almost takes like a very extreme circumstances. But I'm hoping, like you're saying, like you said on this entire time we've been talking, that with the help we're getting that maybe it won't have to be such sort of extreme breaking. I mean, for me, it has been, I've had to like do everything I could to protect my spirit, which has been a very messy process. And now, so that's why for me, what's happening to the greater collective, it doesn't really shock me or shake me that much is because I've been, ha- and I've had a tumultuous last 20 years, which I'm so grateful for. I just wonder, you know, did everybody have to have that? I, you know, that that's what I'm kind of wondering because it seems like this this last year has brought everyone to to their knees, sort of. It has. Well, you know, here's what I understand: is that this is a lifetime like no other lifetime. So there are vi- lots of rules about this lifetime that have never applied to past lives. And the difference is that this lifetime, it really is uh, what's called the shift of the ages. And, you know, we, we are seeing the, um, the entry into the age of Aquarius, you know, from the age of Pisces, that was really all about, you know, patriarchy. And uh, Aquarius is a very new, very alive energy. 
and um, very much aligned with um, breakthrough technology that is actually good for humankind as opposed to bad for humankind. So we're going to see um, a, a, tr a tremendous amount of inventions that are going to support the human experience. But in order to be here for this, um, we had to have enough beings uh, that were really committed to uh, to this, you know, I mentioned this word before, to their ascension process. And uh, as I mentioned, ascension is really just about waking up and lightening up and releasing all the heavy burdens that you've been carrying energetically, like outdated beliefs, like old wounding, like um, merging with other people's energy fields. Uh, and one of the things that we agreed to in order to actually gain a body, because there were literally billions and billions of souls who wanted to be a part of this incredible shift. And uh, the way we got a body was that we had to demonstrate a track record of having uh, made our contribution the, the one that we wanted to make for the earth this lifetime, we had to demonstrate that we'd actually done it before in a past life, uh, either, you know, in another planet or, or wherever. So the higher worlds wanted to kind of load up the success factor by people who had done it before. So uh, each one of us here has actually brought with us the exact set of gifts and talents and experience that they need to be successful in fulfilling their purpose. So that's a really good thing. But the other thing we agreed to, and this is why life has been so hard, is we had to agree to pay off all of our remaining karma. And, you know, mm -hmm. that Wow, yeah. <laughs> that's the... <laughs> so... That's been a lot. That has been a, quite a portion. No kidding. And so, you know, many people have judged themselves really harshly, you know, for, I mean, I've been uh, married and divorced three times. And, you know, you could say, well, how terrible is that? And I could say, well, very successful <laughs> that I got all those relationships <laughs> completed karmically, right? <laughs> And I've right. moved around a lot. I've had many, many homes and many jobs. I've lived in, you know, different countries and all, you know, for the purpose of completing karma. And it's not always fun, you know, it's very challenging. But a lot of the time, uh, it has really made us stand up for ourselves, speak up for ourselves and stand Stand in our own value. And a lot of the karmic completion is actually saying no, that you're not right. willing to be treated that way or behave that way or, you know, merge with other people who expect you to behave in a way that is not compatible with your essence. So I, I agree with you. I mean, this has been um, up until now, you know, a, a very, very challenging life on the one hand. But on the other hand, mm -hmm. you know, um, I can't help but just feel that excitement in the air. Uh, you know, Me we know too. why we're here and it's happening now. I mean, it, 
right. It's no, it's 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 an incredible. I always tell people this is an incredible time to be alive, and we are these blessed pioneers. And you know, part of being a pioneer is navigating some really heavy, uncertain things. So. I don't take that lightly from my own experience or for anyone, but I think, you know, you, you've hit on so many beautiful truths and powerful things, but I do feel like it is such an age of standing in our power and standing in our truth and speaking up and saying no, all those things. And that's part of my journey where I have had, you know, if you want to say dis-ease or sickness or breaks is when I didn't do that, when I kind of just acquiesced, when I chose harmony over truth. So I just see for everybody now is this time where there's like no more swallowing, no more repressing, no more abandoning ourselves, no more going with the status quo when it doesn't feel right. I, I think that is really where we are right Amen. now. Amen. Yeah, beautifully said, beautifully said. You know, we we also, I think, you know, have not... Most of us, again, there are those that are exceptions, bless their hearts, but many of us have ignored the partnership with our body, which is perhaps the most yes, important totally. partnership we'll ever have because <laughs> really we right. the longest. Right. Um, and, you know, we get, we, we judge our bodies, we hate our bodies, you know, we get angry when our body gets sick, we feel our body's letting us down, we give it all the wrong foods and fuel that you know, it can't right. deal with. And, um, and then we end up, you know, in the big pharmacist, you know, that, mm. ne that never ends well. So um, we are learning, I think, uh, slowly but surely, that, um, that we can trust our body. And that when you're grounded and centered, uh, the body actually never lies. So this is just right. a very simple, simple, simple technique for, for your audience. Um, but, you know, it, it does require you being in your body. So, you know, most of us have been scared out of our bodies, like through right. molestation or physical harm or all of the other things that happen to us along the way. But in my experience, as I said before, the grounding and centering was the greatest thing that ever happened to me to train myself to stay in my physical body was very challenging but so unbelievable but so important oh my god you know yeah everything no I, in I, the body. I i i would agree that 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 has sort of changed my biochemistry and been healing on a number of levels going into the body feeling feelings feeling discomfort feeling tension and conflict it's that it's everyone's looking for this healing this this magical healing but it's right there it's right there it's right there within us i mean it's literally you know our breath and connecting and feeling to these things i don't i mean i guess we've we've already covered why it's it's not encouraged but you know i mean mm -hmm. you know right now with what's going on in the world it's shocking that you don't have more voices saying People go into your bodies and feel your systems, feel your nervous system and your immune system and, and have all these things work in service of each other. You know, we almost never hear that. Exactly. I mean, th think about COVID. Who talked about, hey, guys, if you're obese, you're in danger, you know, <laughs> strengthen your immune system, right. get your body healthy. 
this this virus does not affect healthy people, you know. And and, and what right. I've learned is that you know uh, you can trust your body even to let you know whether something is a yes or a no. You know, if you think about mm -hmm. doing something. Um, and just hold the, the vision in your mind of you doing something, your body will either open and just slightly move forward, or it will contract and just slightly move away. And there's your yes and no. Right. It's as simple as that. Right. No, it's like we have this incredible biofeedback mechanism literally in our midst. And um, I'm, I'm just, I'm so grateful that you're amplifying that, you know, that you're connecting yourself and people to the spiritual realm. You know, I, do, I don't, we know there are many reasons why we've gotten off track of this, but it just feels like the answers and the solutions are so baked in ourselves naturally that I really appreciate you shining a light on this and the work that you've been doing for the last 30 years. So, you know, as we get ready to wrap, how can people find you? How can they get in contact with you? Yeah, I, I would love them to come to my website, uh, which is, you know, www. Uh, and it's a May, A-I-M-E-E, -E, Linden, L-Y-N-D-O-N hyphen Adams, A-D-A-M-S, dot com. If you sign up for my um, mailing list, I have just a beautiful giveaway of 33 ways to raise your vibrational frequency uh, that will get you started. I mean, it all starts with literally the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your vibrational frequency. You know, are you radiating aliveness, you know, joy, happiness, or are you just shut down and closed and dense. You know, if you're, if you're high frequency, you're going to attract high frequency people, high frequency opportunities. Uh, life gets really, really good. So that would be a wonderful way to start. And if people have questions for me, they could email me at, uh, it's Aime, so A-I-M-E-E, -E, and then L-A for Lyndon Adams, so Emila, and the numbers 333 at gmail.com. And I chose 333 because uh, it actually means the Ascended Master Guides are with you. <laughs> so, ah, I like that. <laughs> I I like that. Well, again, it's been an honor um, speaking with you. Everything you said has resonated on so many deep levels. I mean, everything from, you know, the concept of enslavement imprints, but even just walking what you said from the baby soul, yeah. you know, to the young soul, to the old soul. I think it's, we've heard those terms before, but the way you broke it down was really beautiful and helpful. So thank you so much, Amy. I, um, I, I feel you've given me a gift, and which I'm not surprised because I, I felt that you had a lot of wisdom to share, but I'm just all for this uh, getting out into the world and, and for people to really hear the message of good news that you said that this is an incredible time. This is a time of healing, of bridging, of freedom, of connecting to our core, to really being grounded. And I'm so grateful that we get to, you know, and, I, and it's hard because like you said, even that article you were reading, all the evictions and people are losing people, yeah. you know, left and right. 
but it's almost like, you know, we've been losing so many people for so long that now it's almost like, I, I don't know. It's like, we're starting to get closer to hitting the target, you know, and, and, and that doesn't change that, you know, a lot of people have already been lost or maybe some people won't get it in this earthly body. That's all okay. And that's all true. But it, like you said, it's just a very powerful time. Very powerful time. Powerful time to wake up, lighten up. Right. And take your power back. Right. <laughs> take, your, take your power back to be connected to your body and feel things. So I'll, I would love to, you know, have you on again and stay in touch with you. Love that, And Jeff. thank you very much. My pleasure, thank truly. You. Many blessings to you. All right. Listening. Many blessings to you as well. Right. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. All right. Take care.